Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's time for Tech Talk. Welcome. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Washington, D.C. today with my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. I'm Brad Koss. This is Tech Talk. Jay, it's that time again, man. We're talking again, buddy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you doing today? I am doing good, man. It's been a crazy week uh, because, you know, Brad, we launched the uh, what we're calling 2.0 to our patient base. So our second technology platform and I'm very excited to report nobody has died in the release. (laughs) It's progress. Great. Yes. You know, we've talked about that. We're going through uh, getting ready to launch Infinity 3.0, but we're going to go to 2.5 as an in-between 3.0. We're moving everything to the cloud and um, hopefully can process a little bit more efficiently with all of these outside uh, databases and data lakes that we're trying to connect to and a couple of projects we've got going on. So I'm excited about it. It's been a lot of freaking work on the side too, uh, trying to keep everything else going and and do the things that I need to do for it. So I'm I'm excited, but I still got probably another year before we've got everything fully ready to to roll out and and launch. So it just never ends, Brad. It just never, it never ends. ends. Yeah. There is no endpoint. It just keeps going. <laughs> there is not. There's always well, another listen, version. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a great day here at Tech Talk, and I know um, it's uh, we've we've had we have great guests all the time. You are the source of many, many of those guests. And uh, today we've got a great guest coming. I did not recognize the name at first, but talking to her a little bit prior to uh, this episode, I did find out, I do remember her from, uh, from our um, committee board members. I've seen when I've sat in for you as a leadership role. I've, I remember seeing her around on the committee, and she's I've been everywhere. Reading her. Kid is yeah, everywhere. I've been reading her <laughs> bio. She's just. I'm surprised we haven't met in person somewhere before. But why don't you take over and and introduce our guest today? Let's get going. All right. So it is my pleasure to introduce my very good friend, Dr. Keita Vanterpool. And Keita, you, you have lots of accolades. I'll just name a few. I mean, most of the audience probably knows you already, but you are currently the vice president of FCLB. You are the past director of NBCE. You are chair of the DC Board of Chiropractic Examiners. You are a member of the ICA, also their alternate delegate and a member of the ICA, and you're also a member of the ABCA, the American Black Chiropractic Association, and the Facebook Women's Chiropractic Group. Keith, I see you everywhere, like all the important meetings, all the important events. You can count on seeing Keita there because she's doing her her thing, so welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. (laughs) We met, I don't even know how many years ago, God, so long ago, we're we're both in D.C., You've got a great practice in D.C. You've been doing advocacy work in D.C. for a really long time, trying to move the needle for folks that really need our services that right now don't have access to it. Uh, And before we get into some of that uh, important work that you're doing, Kita, just share with us a little bit about your story. Like, how did you become a chiropractor? Wow, that's a good one. All right. So thanks for the introduction, by the way. And Brad, we've met a couple of times. We just got to connect the dots. You'll see. (laughs) Okay. But um. But yeah, so I was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 13, and I always knew I wanted to become a doctor. So throughout my years as a teenager, I got super, super ill where I was literally, I lost all my hair. 
I um, went into psychosis because of the medication I was taking. Um, I almost lost the use of my legs, almost had them amputated. And I've also had um, a heart issue where I had pericarditis, where wow. that was a huge um, issue for me at the time. And then I had a colostomy in, in high school. So literally I had a colostomy and was in a wheelchair at the same time. So you can imagine as a child or as a teenager, the mental and emotional stress um, that was involved with, with really trying to acclimate to being a teenager just itself. Yeah, it's hard um, enough. So ba- yeah, typical, yeah, so much so. So anyway, um, I prayed for death a couple of times because the pain was so severe. And I wish that I was dead or either said, God, you either heal me or kill me because this, this ain't working for me. So I visualized, began visualizing myself walking again, running again, and I used to hum myself to sleep because the pain was so severe. And not the, later, later I found out that humming is part of the frequency, sound waves actually promote healing. And um, visualization, I was, didn't know about that as a kid, but I actually was using techniques that I used to do with my patients to show them how to advance their healthcare, promote their healing, and move in the direction of wellness. And so I was practicing these things well before I even had knowledge of what these things actually meant. So long story short, um, God healed me. I was able to walk out the wheelchair and I made October 31st my debut date to walk out of that wheelchair. And I actually did that. And so from that point on, um, in my sophomore year in college, my colostomy was reversed. So through all of that, I, I just thank God for the ability to be here today, just not take anything for granted. And I understand what bullying is, bullying is like, um, people not being accepted. So I have a real low tolerance for people that exhibit bad behavior and calling them out when they need to be called out and just really uh, uh, standing up for integrity. Because that's, that's really what we're here for, to show the love of God and really you know, spread love and health and wellness. And that's what I, and that's what I do. And so I decided to become a chiropractor because um, I didn't want children to go through what I went through as a child. And I said, well, I wanted to be a surgeon, but at a certain point I said, you know what? I'd rather be able to heal children naturally. And my mother put me on a really strong regimen of holistic food, organic food, um, herbs. Um, She put me on a vegan diet. She juiced. Uh, So I'm really familiar with all those health, um, uh, uh, health, what do you call it, modalities that support and promote health and well-being. So I've used that as a child and I continue to use that throughout my practice today. So we have Chirokey Consulting, which is a health and wellness consulting. We focus on holistic healthcare. So that's why I became a chiropractor. I didn't want kids to go through what I went through. And I, and I also wanted to also be a sports doctor, a pediatrician, and all these other things. And I could do all these things as a chiropractor. So it really fit my schedule. It fit my lifestyle. And I believe in philosophy. So that's why I became a chiropractor. That's such a great story. <laughs> I is. love that story. Thank you. Um, how, where did you go to chiropractic school? Then how did you end up in D.C.? So I went to Life Chiropractic College at the time in Life University. And I was there and I wanted to come back to D.C. So after I matriculated, after I graduated from um, undergrad, I uh, volunteered with a chiropractor. Let me show you, tell you how that happened with a chiropractor. So my sophomore year in college, um, we had this thing called the Science Enrichment Program. So I went over to Chapel Hill University where we were learning with all these other students either to become an allied professional or holistic professional or either research. And so they had this health fair. And so this woman came down from Paul McCulloch Palmer College to, t- to talk about chiropractic. I'm like, whoa, I believe in that. I do that. I do that. I said, oh, okay, let me volunteer with a chiropractor when I go back to, to Lucy City State. 
So I came back from the program, went to volunteer with a chiropractor. He cracked my neck for the first time. I was like, OMG, my neck is broken. Three days later, I kid you not, my range of motion was so good. I was like, well, this stuff really works. I was like, that's what I knew. I was going to be a chiropractor. I said, this stuff really works. And so that's when I decided to become one. And so, I vol- like I said, I volunteered throughout the years. And then how I ended up in, in, in uh, at life was because I liked the temperature down here. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. So I went to Life University, graduated in 1997, and I w- uh, stayed in Atlanta for longer than I anticipated. And that's another long story because I fell into a deep depression um, because I didn't honor myself. And so I also understood and learned throughout life that if you don't honor yourself and what you really truly are meant to do and what you're meant to be, then you're going you're gonna to be down path B and everything that comes along with that until you get back on track. So I understand the, I understand the concept of being true to yourself, who you really are, because no one can do you like you do you. And not being afraid to step into your being and step into you who are called to be. So I look at you, Jay, you can give a flip about what people say or think about you. I love your hair. I love how you, I love your whole aura because you're being Jay. Brad, I love who you are because you're being Brad. Um, Kita, I love who I'm being because I'm now stepping into who Kita is. And so unapologetically. And so I think when you're able to do that, you're able to really serve the world in, in the capacity that you're meant to serve and um, make an impact that's far beyond what you can ever imagine. That's good. That's just a great it. story, Jay. I, I'm sitting here watching her and mesmerized a little bit <laughs> by her telling that story because you can you can feel it. Uh, it is coming from her heart, man. I mean, it's uh, th- this this isn't just a line somebody's throwing out in front of them. She, you can tell she is passionate. It's coming from her heart, coming from her soul. So, uh, kudos you. to you, Kita. That that that's an amazing story of how you got started. And, and I'm sure it, I'm sure it continues on uh, through your adult life, and we're going to get into that in just a second. Let's take a quick break here and That's and right. get this first commercial break out of place, and we'll be right back with our guest, Dr. Keita Vanderpool, Thank my you. co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. I'm Brad Koss. This is Tech Talk. We'll be right back. Damn, damn, damn. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk, Ooh. it's Tech Talk. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user-friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk.
starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back, Tech Talk. We've got a great guest today, Dr. Keeter Vanderpool, a great longtime friend of, of Jay's. Um, she said that I need to connect the dot that we've met a couple of times. <laughs> I got a lot of dots out there, and I'm 65 years old in, in, in two days. So, you know, what can I say? I, I, uh, I'm sure as I, uh, we go along talking today, I will, those dots will connect. But, Kita, if I don't, next time we meet, come up to me, shake me, um, and so we can have a real conversation. But you really were telling some things uh, that were coming from your heart very passionate about doing that. And, and as Jay and I both, we, we both have been advocates across America for many different functions. But you mentioned a couple when we were first talking pre-program about some work that you did with uh, Medicare. I'm assuming that's to be able to bring chiropractic services into Medicare. It's, it's not readily acceptable. Matter of fact, I'm not sure there's anywhere that Medicare accepts chiropractic. But uh, tell us a little bit about that journey, and then maybe just a couple of the other things that today you're super passionate about that you're out advocating for and trying to do. Sure. And so, Brad, we have pictures of us together. But beside that, we're going to talk about the Medicaid. We'll talk about the Medicaid project. And you know what? You know, it's all good. So it's about Medicaid in DC. Ma Medicaid, not Medicare. So did I say Medicare? I you said yeah. Medicare, but I'm it's Medicaid. Sorry. No worries. No worries. I'm, I'm sorry, Medicaid. It's all good. So about 11, about 15 years ago now, I would say about 2011, that's when I met Angela, Dr. Angela Salcedo and Angela introduced me to Jay Greenstein at a certain point. And as I was saying to you before, we created this team of experts. Jay was the real research guy. I was the one with the mouthpiece and Angela was also the one with the, um, with the savvy, the business savvy within the group. And so we would go to lobby the city council and um, the department of health and we would have these discussions with these um, leaders about the efficacy of chiropractic and why we are why we should be uh, included in Medicaid reimbursement. And so we got a lot of pushback. And so for the last 11, 12 years, um, we've gone through city council, spoke to the mayor. We've done all kinds of things. And throughout our efforts, I'm not going to say it fell flat, but I would say that we caused them we caused them to question themselves of why they were not including us and why they were being discriminatory in their, in their fee, uh, free reimbursement or even inclusion. And so uh, even though chiropractic is not fully accepted in Medicaid today, I was able to lobby to these individual managed care um, organizations here in Washington, D.C. And now we do have chiropractic accessible within a Mary Health, uh, Care First, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, MedStar, not so much yet for chiropractic care, but they do, um, they do allow us to do physical therapy services. So, so while we're not Medicaid providers on the actual head of Medicaid, off the branches on the Medicaid and managed care organizations, the MCOs, we do have access for, uh, to reach individuals as they have access to, they're able to reach us as well. So our work was not in vain. It was a long road. And I thank God for the opportunity. But, you know, the funny thing was that Medicaid was never um, brought to the table. So David Catania was one of the uh, healthcare chair at the time. And he asked me, I said, well, J uh, I said, well, uh, David, why is not Medicaid uh, a chiropractic part of Medicaid? He was like, well, Kita, no one ever came to the table and asked. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so it's not all about discrimination. It's about if you don't, if you're not at the table, 
then right. you're you're not going to have some lunch. You're not going to have any lunch. Right. So <laughs> it's a matter of now when we when we even myself as an African American woman, um, being a being in a leadership position in a leadership role as you Jay as a Jewish male individual, we have a voice and our 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 um, backgrounds are different. Our experiences are different. And I think everyone has a part to play in this big conglomerate of healthcare. And I think all voices need to be heard. So when you're able to have chiropractors at the table with medical doctors or orthopedic surgeons and neurologists and sociologists and, and behavioral health specialists and psychologists, now we're having a real conversation about how we can really move healthcare and move that needle towards really not just providing access to healthcare, but getting real good patient outcomes. And that's what I know Jay speaks a lot about. We talk a lot about how it's not about just the healthcare, but how we holistically help an individual reach better outcomes so that way they can take better care of themselves. Right. So, Amen. Um, so right. that's what we, that's what we've done for the last what, 12, 15 years. <laughs> so, yeah. Stay well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making that in my head. I knew exactly what you were talking about. And I said, I say I Medicare and Medicaid so many <laughs> times a day. It's, <laughs> and I gotta be, I, I have love for both pro- programs exactly the same. I, I you know, both of them are very frustrating um, things for me, but we've had a lot of uh, Medicaid in yeah. um, the state of Texas where we were doing FQHC hospitals. And, and actually, I have a big passion for chiropractors doing social determinants of health. And I, I've talked in several of my lectures about that and actually built a tool uh, to aid chiros in being able to a, pick up on the 21 categories of social determinants and just talk out there about what is going on. Because it was a world that I was not super familiar with. And then our friend Chris Anderson uh, came and said, you know what, he he was on a guest and he was actually a guest host a couple of times. But Chris is actually doing social determinants of health um, in his state for a hospital, FQHC hospital there. He said it's greatly rewarding. And, I, you know, I, I give the example in class, you know, are you going to how do you treat people in scenarios like that? Because you may be treating somebody in a social determinant that's going to go home and sleep in a cardboard box and, and not on a mattress. And you're going to treat them different. And Kairos are, are perfect for that kind of scenario and, and advocating for those, those patients' rights. And uh, so I am, I am probably a big believer in what you were, guys were trying to do and the juxta of it. And I, um, I, I, kudos to you for doing that. And, and it does sound like you won at least a few of the, the battles, you know, you, you may not have won the war, but you at least got started and won a couple of battles. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention John Falardo in the ACA because they've been yep. huge, um, a huge proponent of support for us in our, in our, in our, in our quest. And I look at us, I look at Jay, myself and Angela and, and Dr. Salcedo and look, I'm the black girl. Jay's a Jewish guy and Angela's, <laughs> Angela's a Colombian. Latino. And so it's so right. freaking funny because it's like, we're like the, 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 the what do you call it? The United Colors of Benetton. But, you know, like I said before, it's like, and then John, the white guy. So it's just so right. awesome that we all work really well together. And like I said, when you put these different minds together, there's nothing that we can't do. Um, and then it becomes more of a colorful, um, how do you say? We, we, be, we begin to move with color and move with, move with, um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but we move, we move with intention and we move with the passion of all of our energies put pulled together. And like I said before, like 
our, our mission and goal is to do something really big within chiropractic. And as we're working with that, even with the future chiropractic, so many wonderful things are being done because of the collaborations with all the diverse groups that we have that are coming together now. So I'm super excited about chiropractic today and what we're going to be doing in the future forward. Love Absolutely. It. And, and you know, that evidence-based um, data that's out there is going to help lead you the way for you. And to show, you know, you guys have been making, making the mistakes in the past, not including chiropractic, because data is going to show. It's one of the most oh, yeah. cost-effective, conservative ways to treat patients safely. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Listen, that 10 minutes went by again. It's real quick. It is time for another break. Uh, we're going to come back and find out just a little bit more about this amazing lady, Dr. Keita Vanderpool, uh, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. I'm Brad Gost. It's Tech Talk. Come on back. Stop. Follow. 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 Hit that follow button and spread the love. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. And Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. Spreading the love. You're listening to the tech slot. It's TikTok. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody, regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number is much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you that you have choices for them and you understand what they're going through at home. We want to make sure your practice thrives during this time and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk.
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. J. I'm really excited because we have my very good friend, Dr. Keita Vanterpool, hanging out with my other very good friend, Mr. Brad Koss. And we're having a blast here talking to Keita about all things chiropractic, but also all things diversity. And and Keita, I know that you're doing a lot of work in DE&I and I and and it's I, I think it's really important for our audience to hear, you know, what your mission is and, and what you're looking to do moving forward, uh, not only in 2023, but but beyond, you know, so so tell us about that great work that you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again. So I've been um, tasked with um, and I'm really passionate about the diversity, equity and inclusion space. And what I mean by that is that chiropractic, as we know, is a predominantly white male dominated profession. And as we know now, over half the people who are graduating these um, chiropractic schools are women, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. But not only that, about 3% of all chiropractors make up the minority sector of the chiropractic profession. And so we look at, when we look at the leadership pool and who we have to draw from, the pool becomes even smaller than that. And so I, myself, uh, Dr. Salcedo, Jay Greenstein, we're a, few, we're a few of the minorities that are actually in that 1% population or 0.003% that are up there in the leadership in the leadership capacity. And so my goal is to see more, more minorities or um, minorities serve in these capacities, whether it's the education sector, whether it's testing, whether it's regulation, whether it's um, higher education, whatever it is. Um, to see a lot of more minorities up there in these spaces. And so leadership development is one of those ways how we can do that. And what I mean by that is when we see that are, uh, that are others like us or not like us, women, uh, whether they're young, and like I said, diversity for me means so many things. It's not just color, black and white. Diversity means your socioeconomical status. Diversity means your ex- past experiences. Diversity means your, your origin, um, your background, your educational status. Um, diversity means your age, um, your sex, gender, all these things for me make up the diversity pool. And so when we, when a lot of times when we hear the word diversity, a lot of us like go, they want to pull the bricks because they think, oh, you're talking this black thing again, this white thing again, what is, we're really not. And so it's all inclusive of all these things and many more. And so my goal is to add, to be a mentor. So to those that are behind me, um, that seek to do leadership or seek to be in a higher capacity within leadership roles and allow them to see that there's someone like me up there in those spaces too, and I can do that too. Because a lot of us don't know, like I said before, if you don't ask questions, you're not going to find out any answers. And I've always been pretty assertive myself, honestly. And so if I want something, I go get it. I don't wait for someone to tell me, you can do this and you can do that because I give myself permission. Just like you. You don't need anyone to give you permission to do what you need to do as as an adult because we're here for a certain purpose and reason. And why allow someone else to pull you down because they want to raise themselves up. That's not acceptable behavior. And so I think that, again, when you talk about leadership, we should all be working towards the same common goal within chiropractic. And what is that? To spread chiropractic throughout the world. And we cannot do that if we're pulling people down with this crab in the barrel mentality and or feeling like feeling intimidated by someone because they don't look like you or act like you. So I think it's really imperative that we be our individual selves and really unapologetically and respectfully move in a way that's going to help promote chiropractic, whether you're black, white, 15, 35, 68, 100 years old. I don't give a hoot. Our goal here is to make sure chiropractic is spread and that everyone has access to our care. 
Amen. Keita, that is, that's a great statement in my eyes. I, you know, you, the world has become a little upside down, right side up, left right, sort of screwed up in the last two or three years. And But the one thing that's come out of it, it's made people think about uh, diversity. It is. Um, even myself in my own business, you know, I, I never thought I had shaded eyes in any, any aspect of diversity or inclusion because I love all people. And, uh, but the world's had to think about it the last few years. And it's odd how some of the conversations have gone way, way too far, way overbounds. And we've ended up making, uh, enemies of each other in many ways, instead of becoming friends the way that it should be. And, and more inclusive of everything. So I, I give you great kudos for doing that. And at the same time, I want to ask a question. Are there some barriers? I never thought about this. Are there barriers for minorities getting into chiropractic college today? Or is there just not enough awareness or, or, or desire on minorities to join that? Uh, is there activities going on to change that? I will say this to you. When I became a when I went to when I made a decision to go to chiropractic school, no one talked to me about chiropractic. I never knew about chiropractic, yeah. what it was. I couldn't even say chiropractic was influential in helping me get better with lupus because I can't. But I, I and no one if I had never went away to that program at Chapel Hill, I would have never knew about chiropractic. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that when you look at the high schools um, that are all around the nation and these career developers are speaking to their students. Are they really having a conversation? Whether they're black or white, it really doesn't matter. Because if you're in a white neighborhood and they're not talking about chiropractic, it's the same thing. Um, but again, when you look at these smaller towns that are predominantly white or um, that have a you know, few black people in them, we're not talking about chiropractic. So I think it's more less educating, ed- getting education on, on, the, on the, the bottom end, uh, talking about it in high school, in our career fairs, talking about it at our colleges. Um, that will get the word out as well. And I don't know how many recruiters are out there um, that are promoting chiropractic, but I know Parker College has a larger pool of African-Americans and minorities and Life University probably have the most minorities at this point. And so I know as somewhere, chiropractic, the word about chiropractic is getting out. And so and when I came to school, there were maybe like 10 African-Americans and mixed with Africans in our, in our class and a few Hispanics in our class. Um, and we had the largest class that had come in from that time. And after my class, there was more that was coming into the school, into the, into the profession. And so I think right now, honestly, the people are becoming more aware of it, um, of chiropractic and people are changing their minds about being a physical therapist to become a chiropractor or a kinesiologist, because they're finding that they can do all these things and then more right. within our profession and make a greater impact. So I think it starts on a ground level because, again, if you don't have a pool of people that are coming into the schools, then that, that really right. decreases the, uh, the opportunities for uh, minorities to be in leadership positions as well. And, you know, that's, that's a great opportunity for every small town chiropractor to do is get involved at that time of the year in the high school when they're talking about graduating and vocation and those kind of things. Yep. I mean, Jay, we've, we ask that of every guest that comes on this show. What made you interested in chiropractor? What made you become a chiropractor? And it's always one of two things, I believe. One, I, I had an accident when I was a kid, or my grandpa was a chiropractor, right. or my dad was a chiropractor. <laughs> right. You you're, know, not so, hear, you're not going to hear it from our, from our community. <laughs> not, the, not my grandpa anyway. 
Right. Yeah. So, but but you know, again, that not that yet, just means that, not yet, right? Not yet. That just means that that um, people need to be exposed more to yeah. it, especially at that time when they're deciding what they're going to do after after high school, and that that's probably a great opportunity for. There's probably a big enough pool out there of local chiros that could step in and do a great job doing that, and they need to do that, and that's really what. To me, it sounds like the message needs to be is we need to round up these guys so they're talking at the high schools. And uh, that that would be a simple thing to do, to contribute two hours once a year uh, to do that and change the profession in that way. Amen. Absolutely. It's a great Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Keto, I, I know I'm going to see you in a few weeks. I'm gonna, Brad, yes. I hope I hope I'm going to see you too. Are you, did you make your flights? Yeah, I'm going to. No, I'll be. I'm coming down um, Thursday afternoon and i will come back saturday morning i've got another commitment that week that's why i didn't do it but you and christy made me feel really bad the other day <laughs> jewish so, guilt baby jewish guilt jewish yeah, and southern so guilt gonna, it works i'm gonna come and help you guys spread the world uh, about the consortium and uh, see katie and some of my other buddies there and uh, yep. just use it as a social experiment this year yeah, I haven't been to Parker as an exhibitor in many, many years. I didn't have great first two or three time experience there, but I know so many people today in the profession. I, I'm next year. I'm going to make the commitment, get back and, and exhibit there next year. That's great. I'll, I'll tell you there. what, Bill, Bill Morgan has done a tremendous job to look at the speakers yes. that are that are on the docket this year, and and really for the last several years is just awesome i mean I, I cannot wait to see jim quick angela duckworth just some like great speakers so very 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 exciting kita i know i'm going to see you there angela's coming because she called me and she said that you guys are going to be there which is yes. awesome when do you guys get in uh wednesday okay me too so we'll, yeah. we'll figure out a way to connect for sure absolutely for sure where else are you going to go this year what else you got on the docket so on the docket we have parker then we have um i'm I'm a panelist for the Black History Program, Dr. Michaela Edwards. Um, from She's the past president of the American Black Carpet Association. So I'll be doing a talk on that next month coming awesome. for Black History Month. And then I'll be doing the Women Chiropractic Group down in Scottsdale, Arizona. Cool. And I probably have a few more in between there somewhere. So I plan to go to the school. So I really want to talk about regulation, the introduction to regulation, because as a regulator, a lot of people don't know what we do, why we do it and how we can really increase um, access to that space as well. Um, so yeah, so I'll be doing a lot more regula regulatory speaking this year, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and some other things I'll be doing. So it's, it's I'm, I'm excited about this whole new year that's coming ahead of us. Well, you are a rock star. We love you. Thank you so Thank much you. for all you do. I feel blessed Thank to have you. you as a friend, and I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Likewise. Thank huh. you, guys. Well, Kita, uh, for me, again, thank you for spending this last uh, 30, 40 minutes with us for this podcast. We'll, uh, um, everybody will be wanting to hear this. And thank you for all the things that you do in the profession. And again, I, I am really at a loss when you mentioned the picture a while ago that we've been in a picture together. <laughs> I'm going to send it to Jay. He's going to send I'll it to you. I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. Well, if there's any kid, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, help you organize data, look at something, look at a project, I'd be glad to do that for you. Uh, you are you are driven by passion. That's one of my favorite kind of people. And anything that I can do to help you, I will do that. I appreciate you, Brad. Appreciate you, Jay. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you, you girl. From my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. Bye. See y'all.